but first in the United States a deal on the country's debt ceiling took a step closer last night clearing its first procedural hurdle that was despite a revolt from hardline conservatives well tonight it goes to a vote a make or break vote on the deal without agreement the US would hit its borrowing limit on Monday that would mean defaulting on its $31.4 trillion worth of debt. In turn, that could mean federal and military workers would stop being paid and the economy could fall into chaos. Let's speak now to Jordan Weissman, who is the Washington editor of the political newsletter Semaphore. Jordan, thanks for being with us. Um, so last night that deal cleared a major hurdle, but the real test comes tonight, doesn't it? Uh, it does, but it's looking pretty good for the bill. I think the consensus in Washington right now is that, you know, there are some last minute uh, procedural fights going on, but most people believe this is probably going to pass. Have the numbers to do that. And we heard those clips in the headline. This is not a perfect deal, but it is the one that is most palatable. Just remind us of some of these compromises because there are compromises on both sides. Right. So this was a, you know, a pretty epic clash, or it seemed like it was going to be. Uh, Republicans went into this fight, uh, you know, passing a party line bill that essentially demanded that Joe Biden make massive cuts to the annual budget and, you know, repeal his signature climate legislation, uh, among other things, you know, things that were almost certainly never going to fly with, you know, Democrats in the Senate or with the White House. Um, you know, Joe Biden said he wasn't going to negotiate at all. He was, you know, accusing the Republicans of using hostage tactics and saying the whole thing was illegitimate and that they should just pass a clean debt ceiling hike. Um, in the end, what seems to have happened is the two sides came together. They did negotiate. And what you got was sort of a normal budget deal. Um, it was a little bit better than what you would ordinarily expect, uh, you know, the party out of power to get in a, a budget negotiation, but it wasn't far off from the norm. Um, and so, you know, you're getting a temporary freeze on certain kinds of federal spending. Um, you're getting, you know, the White House accepted that it was going to have to cut some uh, investment in the IRS, in our tax authority, uh, that it had passed, which had been a big deal. Um, and there's some new work requirements on one of our major safety net programs. But again, this stuff isn't, you know, apocalyptic. Let's put it that way. And Democrats are mostly willing to swallow it. Yeah, willing to swallow it. Of course, the big question is, can they do so before that deadline? We know the so-called X date, the date when the US would run out of money, has been pushed back slightly, but not by much until Monday. Um, assuming a deal is done tonight, is that enough time to do all of the paperwork that's required? Uh, I, I think yes. Um, you know, again, there are always last minute hiccups that can come up. Um, but even in the Senate, you know, it seems like they're preparing to try and move through this pretty quickly. It doesn't look like anyone's going to delay the process just to give us reporters something to uh, write about. Um, yeah, and always when we talk about these sorts of things, it's the big question, isn't it, whether it's about economics and spending or it's just about the politics. And, and what it does is throw the spotlight onto maybe some of that fragmentation. What does it tell us about the, the rather frayed relations right now um, in uh, the House amongst Republicans, that they can't come to any sort of consensus on whether this deal is a good one or not? Well, I, you know, I would say they're maybe a little bit less fractured than it might look at first glance. Yeah, there's a, there is a hard line 
uh, contingent in the House of Representatives. They go by the House Freedom Caucus that really, you know, they wanted everything. They wanted the original party line bill that they passed. They they wanted the moon, <laughs> some people would say, and they have not been really willing to compromise. But, you know, it looks like the majority of House Republicans are going to go along with this bill. They are willing to, you know, take half a loaf here um, because it, you know, it should yield some substantial budget savings. And, you know, they're relatively happy with what uh, Speaker McCarthy has given them. Um, but at the same time, yes, some of the hardliners have been, you know, denouncing this legislation as a betrayal. And some have even murmured a little bit about trying to oust McCarthy, although talk of that has died down pretty quickly as well. Yeah, I mean, the mood music is good. The markets are pretty calm. They're expecting a deal will be done. But we know that this showdown has lasted months. There have been weeks of painstaking negotiations. I wonder if this deal doesn't go through. Is there any sort of wiggle room? Where is the negotiation and the compromise coming from? Well, if the deal were to collapse at the last minute for uh, some reason, I think everyone agrees that would be rather bad. I'm not sure there there's a, a plan B at this point other than the White House maybe trying some unilateral action that you know people have talked about, like invoking the 14th Amendment and ruling, you know, saying that the debt uh, that seems just unconstitutional. Um, but yeah, it's I, I you know I, I I hesitate to to worry too much about that. Although I do realize that it's got to be really unpleasant, you know, as a, as a global audience to essentially watch the United States have you know a, a budget negotiation that could you know accidentally blow up the entire global economy if something just kind of goes wrong at the last minute. I, I understand the fear, but it, it seems like things are, are headed in the right direction. Um, yes, given what's at stake, let's hope so. Uh, Jordan, really good to have you with us. Jordan Weissman there, Washington editor of the political newsletter Semaphore. Thank you. Thanks for having me.